Welcome to the People Analytics and Future of Work podcast with Al Adamson. Hi, we're back, and I'm here today with Patrick Cornoyer of Pecan. Patrick, how are you doing? I'm very well, Al. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. I'm here in Santa Cruz, California, and you are on your travels or in New York, is that right? Yeah, exactly. I'm headed back to London this evening, but it's a beautiful winter day in New York today. So, All right. Yeah, you have been at Pecan for a while. You're a veteran at Pecan as it goes, and you all have made a splash on the scene around employee engagement and business transformation. So how did you join Pecan? And tell us a bit about that story. I think it's a unique story and and one that I am quite interested in telling because I think it's very indicative of of how Pecan truly is a transformative product. So prior to working with Pecan, I was a customer of Pecans. So I was living in San Francisco in the Bay Area. I was leading the, the people team at a technology company and was looking for a technology provider to help us understand our level of employee engagement, ultimately to improve it. And... I was one of Pecan's first customers. We used it for a little bit less than a year. My company was acquired and I loved Pecan so much that I moved 5,000 miles from San Francisco to Copenhagen <laughs> and uh, joined the leadership team there when, when Pecan was quite young. And that was in 2016 and have grown the organization and, and really worked with an amazing team to build what we feel is a pretty amazing product. Yeah, it would be four years in October. So it's been an interesting journey. but. I've been in the in the seat of, of having to choose a provider, using a provider when it comes to employee engagement, and then ultimately building it out. So I, it's been a fun journey. Yeah, given your background and given that you know, story, you know, why not just go with what was out there? You know, why did you believe that something new was required? At the core of it, my passion is creating an amazing experience for employees. That comes in a lot of different ways and that a lot of people talk about culture and culture is obviously incredibly important. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of things that make culture at an organization, but ultimately how an individual experience is at a company is something I'm quite passionate about. Understanding that from a broad spectrum of employees across all of the different employee groups in a meaningful way and in a very continuous way was something that was very appealing to me. You know, this mindset five years ago, or even some, sometimes now today is that, well, let's ask our employees uh, their opinion or their, for their voice once a year. And I just was, we were such a fast moving organization. And I saw companies that I've worked with that are very people focused, moving at a very fast pace and growing at a very fast pace. And we, we need to be able to listen to employees at that same pace. So that's why I really felt that there was a need for a change and something different. And that's why I originally bought Pecan as a product and used it was because I could continuously listen, understand the heartbeat of my organization and the voice of my employees. That's really the reason why. In our brief time knowing one another, I've heard consistently this notion of employee voice and Mm -hmm. and listening. And I wrote an article and it's it's my firm belief that we as human beings after the basics want to be seen, we want to be heard, and we want to be empowered. You know, mm-hmm. to be ignored, to be you know, unseen, invisible is a very anxious place to be. So it sounds like you shared not only a similar passion, but you all at Pecan have built a platform that enables people to feel heard and so managers and others can take appropriate action. Is that a fair playback? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is the core of what we're, we're trying to accomplish and helping organizations within their listening strategy is something I personally work with organizations for or, or with. But to your point, I think employees are more and more vocal about what their needs are. And that's a great thing because really understanding as an, at an organizational level, understanding what needs to happen in your organization is really going to be through the voice of your employee. So providing those opportunities for employees to continuously have a voice is quite important, but it's not just about employees being able to have a voice. It's how do we create this two-way dialogue between leadership, between employees, employees to employee. And I think that is creating an environment where the employee voice is front and center. So ultimately, we're, we're, our goal is to empower the employee voice, but, but taking it a step beyond that, it's not just enough to collect feedback or answer surveys. And we're not a survey platform. We're really a platform about measuring and and improving employee engagement. And that is about closing this feedback loop. It's about, yes, having that voice of the employee heard, but then what do we do with it afterwards? How do we empower managers afterwards? And we can talk a little bit about that too. What makes this tick that you shared with me is the data. When you talk about you're not an employee survey platform, you are a platform, however, that collects a lot of data and you can collect survey data and all kinds of other data to make sense of what's happening. So can you explain your, your thoughts about the data that you collect and how you manage it and bring it to life? Yeah, absolutely. So we have had a consistent methodology since day one and we have a standardized question set that we use that helps us understand what the key drivers of engagement are and how those drivers impact and influence engagement overall. Mm-hmm. So we we definitely feel that we have the the strongest industry leading data set with continuous listening from a continuous listening approach. And in that data we have over 80 million data points and I mean that sounds like a large number and it is a large number but the reality of that number is that with all of these data points we're able to pull very interesting insights, provide insights from a benchmarking perspective to our customers, for, to, to frontline leaders. But also, we're able to look at the data and be able to find some very interesting themes and understand sentiment throughout the world. We have employees answering surveys in 160 countries. And so us being able to understand, in particular, I'll talk a little bit about the going back to the employee voice. We did a very interesting study of our in our data and our data set towards the end of last year something we called heartbeat and these heartbeat reports we put out a few times a year. And our last one was specifically around the employee voice and understanding how different types of employees, when I say types, like their phases in their tenure or the different generational work groups within organizations, how important their employee voice is. And that's all because of our data set. We can we know this information and we can share this information to the world because of the strength of the data set and the depth of the data set. So what I'm hearing is if I'm a manager and I am analyzing my data, or at least I can make sense of it more quickly. And at the end of the day, the action that I take is I'm going to have more confidence in it because of that data set. Is that a fair playback? That is. And so the way how we look at what we call the feedback loop is, you know, it starts at the top with us gathering feedback and, and providing that employee the availability to have their voice heard. And that comes through them answering the survey and also being able to provide free text comments. And then from there, the system automatically creates 
a set of insights for managers. Now, a key differentiator, again, I think with Pecan is that we believe in empowering managers, frontline leaders to be the tenants to drive change, like the ones that own driving change within the organization. It's not just the responsibility of HR or the executive team or senior leadership to drive change. We feel managers are really the ones that should be empowered with knowledge and ultimately with ways to improve and to take action based off of the, the voice of their employee. So we provide the insights through the platform. From there, we take it the step further because if we're just providing insights, that's great, great data, but it's just basically a lot of talk or a lot of noise, right? It's a lot of, it's a lot of information, but we want to be able to focus that and help managers to improve. So we have a whole area of our platform that is focused around helping managers improve and ultimately drive action. And the action that's taken and something you know, we find a lot in our data, but also in, in working with organizations is what employees want and change that needs to happen is not always these major strategic organizational changes. I mean, employees want small, simple changes. One of the things that we heard loud and clear, we asked one question across many organizations use this open-ended question, which is around asking if you had one thing you could change at your organization, what would it be? And the second most common thing that was talked about was communication, just better communication. And it wasn't strategic communication. It, I mean, that's an element of it, but it was just better communication with my manager. So those are the types of things that we're empowering managers to be able to make meaningful, take small, meaningful actions on a regular basis so that they're able to continuously drive action and change, which empowers employees to want to continue to have their voice heard. I love it. And that insight, yeah, however simple, is meaningful and actionable, right? And you know, one of the things as a business leader myself, I find difficult is running at 100 miles an hour, stopping and being fully present with somebody else, mm -hmm. and then getting up to 100 miles an hour again, <laughs> and then stopping and just you know you know pressing repeat. So creating that space, creating that communication. So that leads into you know this question of organizational agility. So at scale, let's say there's a bunch of people struggling allocating time to people, and their need in their work group, their team for better communication might be very evident. In another group, it might be something else. It might be more of a systemic change mm -hmm. or, or a process change. So correct me if I'm wrong, you all as a transformation platform, I heard you, you know, talk about that you enable you know, business transformation. Do you talk about organizational agility and enabling not only managers, but you know, leaders have better insight so they can make strategic decisions to help the organization be more effective? Absolutely. So there's multiple levels of the platform and just as effective as a manager's dashboard with surfacing strengths and priorities from a driver perspective for a manager, we do the exact same thing for the organizational level. So a CEO can easily go in and see the top two or three priorities and top two or three strengths from a driver perspective for the entire global organization, mm -hmm. all the way through to regional aspects to if I'm a, a regional director and I have 10 direct reports, I can very clearly see for my entire group, but I can also very clearly see what the priorities and strengths are for the, and the actions that are being taken throughout the different parts of the organization. So we provide the ability to cascade knowledge throughout the, the, the platform. And, you know, sometimes as I was talking about at the manager level, there could be something that is, for example, recognition 
and communication, maybe those are coming up as priorities, but perhaps at an organizational level, strategy and mission is coming up as a, as a priority. And mm-hmm. so that gets surfaced from, again, feedback of sometimes thousands of employees, hundreds of thousands of employees with some of our customers. And it allows for organizations to understand what the priorities are at all the different levels of the company. And that business transformation side is very real because transformation is not the same at every level of the organization. And so what we're, we're doing is surfacing what the priority areas are and allowing organizations to then tie that to their business strategy, to their individual leadership strategy, and then to be able to take action on it. As you're talking, and I'm thinking about some real life situations with companies that I work with, and and I'm just going to toss out this notion of the role of the follower. Mm-hmm. So you're just talking about executives having this dashboard. You talk about managers having this dashboard. And sometimes managers that are looking at their teams in a more tactical you know, level, you know, yes, they have their needs. And you were saying before, the change happens at that level. Mm-hmm. That's where agility you know, happens. At the same time, executives have, hey, you know, this is where we're going strategically. It might be, you know, disruptive. And the managers might not be aware, at least yet, that certain change is forthcoming. So what I'm getting at with Barbara Kellerman, she wrote a book called The End of Leadership mm-hmm. and the Role of the Follower, and that we need to do better at enabling followers and elevating you know, followers, because it's not all about the leader's greatness and waving a wand and everybody follows. And, you know, so what I'm hearing is that you're effectively enabling followership. You're enabling them to feel heard. So leaders are understanding what's going on. And similarly, that they feel that managers and employees, their voice is being elevated. So there's a dynamic there that's ongoing. Again, am I sensing that right? Is that what you all enable? Absolutely. And there, we, we kind of take it one step further to what you're talking about. And this is where we're incredibly focused is around how do we include the employees in the engagement experience? Because our goal is to help everybody at an organization reach their full potential, not just managers and not just you know, senior leadership, but employees. We, As I mentioned earlier, we, we now are in a work-life world where there are five generations in the workplace. With that, there's a lot of different expectations. There's a lot of different experiences, but how we, that followership aspect is incredibly important because if we empower employees in the engagement process. And and we do it in a couple of unique ways. One of them is at the end of a survey, the employee, once a survey, once an employee completes two surveys, they, as soon as they complete their survey, they get an individual dashboard that is about their engagement, about Mm -hmm. their trend in engagement, where they feel the most satisfied, where they feel the least satisfied, how many surveys they've answered, but it's specifically individualized to them. And that's incorporating them into the process and them feeling ownership of the engagement process as well. So Mm -hmm. that is it. definitely, I feel in line with what we're talking about. This followership is empowering. Not Leaders aren't the only ones that are driving change. It's truly everybody's responsibility to be a part of this. The other thing that we do is we very much encourage, and I, I work with a lot of organizations on how they focus their communication strategy. And what we believe is sharing results in a real-time way. We have ways to share real-time dashboards with employees. So as a manager of a team, 
with through a link, I can share a dashboard with my employees and they can see what the overall resu results are, aggregated results, I mean, nothing sensitive. And they can see what actions I'm taking as a leader. So I can share an action dashboard. And uh, eventually uh, this year, we're going to, we have some exciting things that are coming up to involve employees even more in the action planning process. So to your point, it's like, how do we, how do we empower every level of employee to be part of the process? Because mm -hmm. that is, there's, it, it's from the bottom up. And leaders are, are embracing that. Leaders want their teams to be involved in the process because yeah. that that's, again, that's all about encouraging them to, to have a voice and be part, of, be part of the process. I'm just smiling because it's, it's a natural evolution of where mm -hmm. we've been for the past 20 you know, plus years. And because yeah, you know, we've talked about this, it used to be this annual thing. Some organizations still do an annual mm -hmm. thing. And some of the pushback that you hear in the marketplace is, oh, we don't want to over-survey, you know, our employees and what the heck does over-survey mean? Is it too long yeah. or is it too... And then you probably heard and there's not a lack of or survey fatigue, there's lack of action fatigue. That's exactly it. That's you know, exactly so, it, Al. But, but you're, you know, enabling that. My, my pointed question is this, is that if I'm an employee, I have a voice and there's potentially thousands of me. And arguably not all voices are going to be heard equitably in other words my ideas my feelings might not be actioned on this time round or or, or or potentially ever and sometimes leaders make tough calls to say i understand you want that but for certain constraints or given we as leaders thinking that we're going to go you know in this direction and, and do this or not do this so can you speak to that? You know, well, there's, and if you want to go back to the lack of action fatigue, you know, please do so. But I'm really curious about that. You know, if it has, if employees have voices, sometimes their voices aren't going to, they, they might be heard, but they might not be accommodated. You follow sure. me? Yeah. So I'm extremely passionate about this because two things. One is I fully agree with you around action fatigue versus survey fatigue. You know, employees, if you ask an employee group, like, do you, do you want your voice to be heard? I, I, nobody is going to stand up and say, no, I right. don't. Right? right. But if you ask an employee, do you, do you want us to hear your voice and then not do anything with it? Then of course they're going to raise their hand and say, well, no, I'm not going to continue giving my voice. So right. action is very important. The other thing is around transparency. And we truly believe that being transparent around results, being transparent around action and, and what's, what's happening with the results is goals for organizations. Now, there is the reason why I'm saying I'm passionate about this is because one of the key features that, and this is one of the reasons why I bought Pecan originally, why I chose Pecan was because there was a way for us when you would, as a leader and you're seeing comments, there's a way in one click that you can acknowledge a comment that has evolved over time. There's now five preset acknowledgements, right? But, but mm -hmm. there's one acknowledgement that says, thanks for sharing. And it's literally one click. I'm reading the comment anyway as a leader. And in one click, I can tell an employee, thanks for sharing. That is oh. huge. Right. What we have found is that even though employees voice may not be actioned or what they need may not be actioned, the fact that they are heard is mm. huge. The second thing is very much to your point. I just got a chill by the way. Oh, well that's, uh, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I appreciate it. It's true. It's so true. Like it's, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think about it from my perspective as well. I mean, 
we use pecan internally at our company, right? And yeah. and I obviously leave leave comments. And when our CEO clicks, thanks for sharing. I th- I feel good about that. I feel yeah. my voice was heard. That doesn't mean that he's committing to doing exactly what I'm asking or what I need. But he's saying your voice matters to me. Thank you for yeah. thank you, right? So. I think that is number one is is the, a very important step in this process. The second thing is is around this transparency, and, and you touched on it before, which is we empower managers all the way down to it could be a group of three. A manager of three people could have a dashboard. Most organizations are between five and ten employees. At that level, a manager can be very upfront and honest with their team of saying, these are the types of, this is what I'm hearing from you. We have a great way to share, like literally it's a link to share a dashboard. Mm -hmm. Sit down in a team meeting, bring up the shared dashboard and say, I hear you loud and clear around recognition and growth. We need to focus on those things. And I commit to you that I'm going to do that. And these are the things that I'd like to do with you to create a better sense of satisfaction in that area. But, you know, reward also came up as an area and, while we can't really do much about reward, like pay, let's say, but what I can commit to you that I can do is let's have open discussions about pay. Let's talk about how pay is calculated and why pay and what our total pay package is. So I can't do anything about changing your pay, but what I can do is this. So Mm -hmm. I think that is where it's not, and employees, they, they value that and they appreciate that so much. And then it turns to, it's not about you have to do what I asked you to do. It's about you've listened to me. You've told me in a transparent way what I can do as a leader, mm-hmm. what we can do as a team to, 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 you know, to, to make this better and to, to make me as an employee more engaged and to continue that cycle. Like that is not, that's not just a one-time thing. So that's, that's where I think we are focused on. It's not and we work with managers on this. It's not about you have to take action on everything because you can't, and and that's a reality. Yeah. But being transparent about what you can and can't, and involving your employees and the and your team in the process—that's where the gold is. That's a great story, and I again, I am excited that you're out there in the world enabling that because I couldn't agree more. When you're heard and say, "Hey, we're having a conversation about it," I know you can't do anything about it at least right now, but at least you're not ignoring me. And you haven't provided me a platform by which I can voice my, you know, ideas. So that's, you know, fantastic. Where I want to segue from that is this idea that, you know, let's say you learn about an employee's experience. They voice the fact that they're overloaded, they're under-resourced, they don't have the career development, the things that often emerge. And given the reality of work, uh, at least here in North America and in other places around the world, is people are, you know, Jeffrey Pepper spoke at our conference recently. He wrote Dying for a Paycheck, among other great books. And he talked about we in people analytics are in the wellness business. Mm -hmm. And I love the narrative he built around it because he, you know, obviously it's well-researched, but it was also the case where, you know, we have to regard these people as humans. They're not, <laughs> they are, <laughs> yeah, yes, and yeah. we are. <laughs> so you know, speak to how you all facilitate these, you know, conversations that are, are frankly tough to have, where we have to have compassion. You have the business needs pressures here. You have the human needs, well-being mm. pressures here. Yeah. How do you facilitate, you know, the balance between those two? 
Totally agree. Actually, this was one of the findings in our uh, heartbeat report in September for around the employee voice, in particular, the commonality between the different generations in the workplace. And the the most consistent theme between the, the five generations was this concept of work-life balance and how important work-life balance is. And, and it, that comes in a lot of different facets for the different generations, but the core theme is, is the same. So being able to provide data speaks volumes. And what we have found in organizations is if we can provide truly data-based insights and we can also tie, and this is something we're, we're spending quite a bit of time on in, in 2020, and we, this is released in our product now, but we're able to, to show the correlation between overall engagement and business performance. And that's a significant step forward, I think, in this world of employee engagement, because if we can start tying, and we, and we have, and we can, and we have, is we, since we can tie employee engagement to business metrics and business results, for example, customer satisfaction or, or business performance, then organizations start to understand that the having people and people's experience be the center of what their business is and how much an engaged employee group drives business, mm -hmm. then that helps organizations. I think there's all people in HR and there's, there's people that many leaders are very connected to that, but understanding health and well-being and wellness and how somebody is and how their, their, their experience at work, it's like their, their work self, you know, this, yeah. we talked about this concept of psychological safety, which is being able to bring your full self to work. If we can create an environment where we can bring our full selves to work and then tie that to saying, because we've invested in this, and this has been an important, this is a number one priority for us as an organization. And in turn, we can show correlated better business performance based off of that, then I think that's where we're, we're starting to change this path of employee wellness and people bringing their full selves to work. And is it really is making a business impact. It talks about ROI and all of those different impacts, but we're able to do that now. And I think that's where that this change is happening and where we're able to help organizations and be transformative in organizations. So, so what I'm hearing is it's not just a nice to have. There's no. actually positive business yeah. results Absolutely. You know, that happen because historically that hasn't been the case, right? It's like, oh, you know, people just, because I often say, and I every time I speak on stage, I'll say it, I, I grew it up in what I call the suck it up generation. Like, <laughs> yes. You're lucky to have a job. Yes. This is how yeah. it is. Just do the work. Yes. Whereas now in what I would call with, with high value talent, they have more options. So if you don't, you know, treat me well, then I got other places, you know, to go. Is that how you, so you're enabling employers to honor them, you know, as we talked about before, feel heard, and again, take appropriate action, not only for their well-being, but for the business, right? Absolutely. And I mean, if you think about managers, we, we empower them to be business leaders. We expect managers to be business leaders, right? Yeah. So in turn, we expect them to be engagement leaders as well, because they're, we can directly correlate the tie between the two. And to your point, the other thing that we found in, in our research, to your point about retaining top talent, we, in our data that the data set, when we looked at retention between two to five years, employees between two to five years, that's when they're starting to really, if they don't have growth opportunities and they don't have leadership potential opportunities, if they're starting to look for that, they will start looking elsewhere. Right. After the five years, it turns into a long-term strategy, but 
you're right though about there's a lot of talent and if and if we're not cultivating that talent then it, they'll they'll definitely start to look elsewhere so they got but, options they got options <laughs> they do they absolutely do it's a very competitive market and, yeah. and and it doesn't make a difference what industry you're in it's a it's a competitive business market right now so yeah i'm very excited about what you're doing I mean, we talked about the quality of pecan's data the employee voice and, and continuous listening and, and obviously enabling managers to facilitate change in organizations as we start to wrap up here any other insights or ideas you'd like to share i think that the key is is however organizations are looking at their employee strategy employee engagement and the employee voice really has to be core at it and also the concept of continuous listening truly is the future because that that employee voice and employees wanting to be heard is just going to become more and more relevant. So putting together a really great strategy now on how you're going to empower that over the next two to five years, I think is is something that is is quite important. And I think the other key is around transparency. The more transparent organizations are with results and vulnerability, you know, showing vulnerability is is something that is becoming more and more respected in organizations and Creating an environment to bring your full employees to bring their full selves to work is just, if that's a priority and when that works, it's an amazing experience. And Mm -hmm. that is, I think that's what our focus should all be at companies. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And and that doesn't happen by accident. That that has to be with intention, right? And, you know, so, you know, what I'm hearing and then not only are we drinking the Kool-Aid? We're making the Kool-Aid. So yeah, you know, yeah. that's a full disclosure for everybody <laughs> listening. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to be a leader of people, and I'm not just talking to CHRO, I'm talking about a business leader, yes. you know, yeah. and you're responsible for creating the culture, there has to be a strategy. Yeah, there best. has to be a platform that enables that strategy to come alive. And that's what I hear you all, you know, offer so absolutely again congratulations for you know what you've achieved and thanks for joining me today how can people get in touch with you and learn more about pecan yeah absolutely so please take a look at pecan.com www.pecan.com also our heartbeat reports are there that employee voice report that i've been talking about is located in the heartbeat section and feel free to email me directly i have a pretty easy email address patrick at pecan.com p-a-t-r-i-c-k at pecan.com so i'd love to hear from you and I'd love to talk with you about employee experience. Patrick, again, thanks for joining me. Super uh, appreciate you and see you soon, yeah? Thank you, Al. All right, thank you. Thanks for joining the People Analytics and Future of Work podcast with Al Adamson. To find other podcasts, videos, upcoming events, and to join the Global People Analytics Network, please visit us at globalpeopleanalytics.net.